Yep, we we are live. Oh my gosh, have you missed us? <laughs> have you missed us? I missed us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed of us. That's what I am. <laughs> We're very naughty. <laughs> so so bad. <laughs> Welcome back to it's not a hobby. Uh, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> It's a lie. Yeah, and you pay, and this lifestyle costs uh, a monthly subscription fee of $50 a month. Um, But don't think of it as a subscription fee. Think of it a donation to your future self. (laughs) Okay, so. You will get audio of me drinking my water on this track because we're super cash. (laughs) We have no time anymore uh, to be inside, so the editing will be. Uh, minimal. Minimal. Very minimal. Artistically, artistically restrained. Artistically, <laughs> <laughs> not an option. Um, yeah. So yeah, welcome to it's not a hobby. It only took us a year to get back. Um, <laughs> welcome. We are not only going to have interviews uh, for the upcoming episodes but also just have short little conversations between veronica and i about the happenings the stuff what's going on our lives drama mess mess Mm. oh the drama Mm. the tea the artistic tea iced green oolong opinions here (laughs) (laughs) they're assholes and we all have them (laughs) yeah yep opinions yeah like so for these, these shorter format episodes, um, we're just going to pick a topic, uh, chit-chat it, about it like Veronica or and I would over a phone call, a very candid, very off the cuff. We're not really experts on anything unless we say we're an expert on this, so yeah, have fun with that, yeah. <laughs> if we give medical advice, we are not Don't experts. take it, yeah. Don't, that's the only yeah, one that take don't take it. Um, don't take it. <laughs> yeah for real um what are we gonna talk about i kind of have an idea that yeah it just popped in yeah yeah just flew down flew down sky it was like found my head picked it off the idea tree (laughs) yeah i was like strolling around in my head and i was like hey there's a light in the end and i was like "Ooh, that's a light bulb um anyway we love this movie. We should talk about this movie. That should be the popcorn type. Oh, okay. Uh, you know which one you're everything, talking Everything, everywhere, all and at once. once. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, that was really... This was. This has been my favorite movie. I've been, like, proselytizing it and telling everyone that they need to go see you, it. You told me to go see I it. I told you. Yeah. yeah. Rather forcefully. I did not... Yes. I didn't give you an option. I just kept berating you in text until you were like, okay, I'll, I'll go see it for a date night. Like It was so bad because I was like, I was not in the mood either. And your your advice, I called I called you to vent and you're like, go see the movie. Go see the yeah. movie. And I don't need to hear this shit. Yeah. It's like, this is why art exists, Veronica. Just go see the goddamn movie. And I did. And you were right. And then I texted you. You were right. And Danny and I both loved it. And we regain a little bit of hope in the world because nothing matters. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing matters. It was, if, spoiler alert, before we get into anything more, because I don't, we're just going to talk about the movie, but if, 
you do watch it, there is an interesting, you know, sort of philosophy that comes from, that runs through the whole narrative about nihilism, you know, versus optimism. And, and now that we're aware of like the vastness of our universe and, you know, thinking about multiple realities, like is everything important if, you know, through our own perception of things and, if nothing is important, does that mean we should be pessimistic or optimistic about sort of our role in this meaningless uh, theater we call life? <laughs> the yeah. Matrix. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that is true. I also think it's a it's a lot of it's so cheesy and so like yeah, no shit, Veronica, but it is about everything. Um, because it talks about different storylines and I think it talks about regret and kind of frustration and mm. a lot of like, oh, what if, you know, if I would have taken yeah. that path, you know? Yeah. So, How so it's a lot of closure. Like it's, it's, you're always like, oh man, I should have been a doctor. I should have been. And it all becomes like, what is your focus? And if you really put your mind to it, yeah, that would have been the path, but it would have been the right path for you. Would have been the life that you wanted. What if you had other regrets or the regrets, you know what I mean? All that philosophical bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's not only dealing with the, the choices that we make, but their impacts in the relationships uh, and how sort of tenuous and, and intricate they are uh, with the people around us, especially the ones that we love. I mean, I think it's very, for the purpose of the narrative, it really focuses on the family of, to keep the same characters and keep a consistency throughout the movie. So the, the movie, it just, if you've seen it, you know, you'll obviously know, but it, travels through a bunch of different multiverses of um, this family's life, you know, specifically seen through the lens of the mother. And in order to rein in... Yeah, it's main characters. And in order to rein in the craziness that is this movie, there needs to be, like, some sort of consistency, you know, Mm -hmm. in kind of contrast to a movie like Cloud Atlas, which was... A great movie. Well, it's actually kind of similar to Cloud Atlas because we kept seeing Tom fucking Hanks, um, <laughs> who I love. I don't know why I said Tom fucking Hanks. Like, Tom fucking Hanks. Yeah, dude, tell me how you really feel. Well, Remember when, we'll wrap when, that when he got coronavirus? He was like the first famous person to get coronavirus, and everyone was like, no! Wilson! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a very long time ago. Yeah. I it's mean, I don't, I don't even count years. I don't know what weekdays are anymore. Like, time, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's all blended together, thanks to I really am. <laughs> <laughs> like the everything bagel. The just, everything bagel. Just trying to stare, stare into it. Um, it, was, it was self-aware, too, as a yeah, movie. It that it, it didn't... Um, it would break the fourth wall... But not in a way that I absolutely despise where, you know, there's some moment and it kind of happens 
in a lot of movies where they think they're being like super clever where the character turns to camera and kind of acknowledges us as the audience and be like what's all that about it's like okay Malcolm in the middle did this like every episode in the 90s you're a Marvel movie okay you're not blowing anyone's (laughs) fucking minds here but how the everything everywhere all at once did it was by having the characters have this dialogue between themselves that then very much spoke to the movie and what was going on. You know, the main the main instance I can think of this was when um, the husband from another dimension is telling uh, the wife, and I'm so please help look up the characters, Veronica, because yeah, I'm, like, I'm like I have terror. Yeah, this person like, and this, this person. person and everything and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and bagels. Um, okay, you so know the, the main the, character is. Um, the the kid from Indiana Jones. The alien? No. <laughs> God. Uh, fuck. I forget his nickname right now. Uh, don't help me. Don't help me. I know. The Joju Tabaki? <sighs> I mean, no, that's the in the story. Okay, we're totally getting off my point. <laughs> See, this is the sort of casual. Just go. Just go. Yeah, this I'll, is, this I'll is, look it up we're just, we're you, just riffing. Yes, I just needed the character's name. Anyway, the husband is telling the wife, like, how they're able to jump through the universe. And the wife, you know, it's this crazy, like, you know, sci-fi BS explanation. And it's, and all of a sudden the wife is like, this doesn't make any fucking sense because it was like, oh, if you make a crazy decision or like do something that's totally unexpected, like all of a sudden you're closer connected to a different universe and you're able to jump with this, you know, janky <laughs> Bluetooth technology um, and like gain do all their skills ridiculous. and like, and yeah, and like inhabit both universes at once and gain all their skills. Okay. And so the wife is like, this doesn't make any Evelyn. fucking sense. Evelyn, thank you. Evelyn says, this doesn't make any sense. And the mm-hmm. husband says, it doesn't make any sense at all. And that's the point. And, and then the story is continuing on. They, that it's just part of the script, but it's very much aware and speaking to us as an audience of being like, yes, we know this is a horrendously ridiculous premise, but also the main character is wearing two Bluetooth headsets in, you know, either ear and, you know, is doing absolutely amazing choreographed kung fu, <laughs> um, punched an IRS I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, to, to be able to, like, you know, untap that part of your brain and be able to use those talents in that dimension, you have to do something ridiculous with this outdated technology. And it's kind of incredible, right? And then the the fights in itself are are filmed really well, but they're also they have props like dildos as weapons, you know. So it's fucking hilarious. Uh, the fashion I, in they it earn, is great. The des- uh, yeah, just like they earn the dildos though. Okay, it's it's a very right. long time before your first dildo shows up. And at that point, like the movie has already like jumped through some crazy things, and it's like. It's taken us on a story, and there's, like, emotional depth to it. And it's starting to get serious, and it's actually... There's a lot of tension building when Joju mm-hmm. Tabaki shows up for the first time and, and confronts Evelyn. And 
uh, you, you're all of a sudden like, oh shit, is stuff's about to get down? Like, you know, people, the war reality is about to, you know, fall apart. And then all of a sudden there's fucking confetti and flamingo dancers and they're beating up policemen with dildos. It's and great. It's great. And it's, <laughs> and it's very subtly political in that way too. I mean, you know, I don't, yeah, it's very, it's a queer movie. Yes. It's insanely queer, not just because it has queer characters, but because of, it's confront. It's purposeful confrontation with normal and like heteronormative yeah, understanding and very to, like, constricted be. understanding yeah. of the world. Yeah, what you're supposed to be. It, it challenges what you're supposed to be at all times throughout the movie. I mean, uh, my friend uh, said it best. If you if you make me feel something about rocks, you've done your job. Like, the yeah. scene about, literally, they're just rocks, and they're literally just hanging there, and they're like, we're just rocks. We're just here. <laughs> like, I laughed yeah. so hard. <laughs> I was dying at that point, because it was a contrast, because it was, like, it this was moment so of meditation, and, mm-hmm. and, and not only for the characters at that moment, but for us as audience, to be like, holy shit, we've been watching this, like, fever dream, kung fu, multi-dimensional sci-fi craziness for like an hour 15, hour 30 at that point. I totally forget. Um, yeah. And, and we just needed a fucking break because it's just, it's a nonstop. Like from once it gets started, it just, Ugh. it really ramps up. And it's, it's a delight to watch, but you need that pacing. It was a perfect... It was a perfect example in pacing. This is one of my new favorite movies of all time. So it I'm going to obviously slobber all over it. Yeah, it is it's my favorite. It's your favorite movie. It's your number one movie of all time. It became my favorite movie. It completely. became your favorite movie? Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty up there. Like, for, a, I think completely. it's like, yeah, I fucking it's, love it. I've never seen a movie twice in a movie theater since I was a kid, but I went to a movie theater again to see it a second time. Um, I also love fucking popcorn, so, you know. Yeah, any own. excuse. Well, with that said, I think we should say our favorite part of the movie and wrap it up because we're about to get into we're, the This is a minute. popcorn episode. Yeah. It's fast. It, it comes at you and it leaves. And if you don't understand certain parts of it, um, well, you know, tune in next week because who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, what's your favorite part? Uh, sausage fingers, uh, a montage, and then... <sighs> You only get to pick one favorite part. Yeah, I know. When Jamie Lee Curtis just goes into her, up to her in the piano, and with the sausage fingers, puts her in the arms, goes like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> like, I think that, for me, I don't know why it cracked me up. The whole sausage finger universe was my yeah, favorite fucking part. That was, and that it was fucking sick. It was so funny. Well, it, Because it's this lesbian drama that's <laughs> taking place between two characters some that lifetime. don't yeah some like lifetime lesbian drama that's taking place between two characters that hate each other and all the other worlds we've seen before and then yeah. as they're like crying and weeping and like this relationship is falling apart they have these gangly ass fingers gangly that are just ass waving fingers around and it's all and drama so and it's fucking so much strange <laughs> they're so weird <laughs> It's so unsettling, yeah. and it's and it, but they bring it back. They use it in another way, like throughout the movie. It's, it's They just don't waste stuff. They didn't like spend all this money to make the sausage finger or the hot dog fingers. Yeah, just a, a stupid thing. Like it has a purpose in the movie, and like that's, and that's what makes it's, a good. It's movie. excessive, but it's used. Oh, it's delightful. Okay, my favorite part of the movie is it's sort of early on. It's in the first act of the movie. 
and Evelyn is just learning like how to jump, um, you know, between the universes and get different skills. And I think it's it's such a beautiful cinematography comedy moment of the movie. So, so Jamie Lee Curtis in this fucking frumpy bodysuit, dressed <laughs> yeah. as like an IRS tax auditor, <laughs> leaps through the air like a lucha libre. <laughs> Ready to, like, with her knee outstretched, ready to smash Evelyn in the face. And all of a sudden, like, it goes into slow-mo, which is used very judiciously and, like, to great effect when it shows up. Uh, and and you just see the knee quit, like, slowly moving. And as that knee is moving towards, like, Evelyn needs to jump to, like, get some sort of martial arts skill to defend herself. And she... You know, through one way, and she needs to say, I love you and mean it to Jamie Lee Curtis. So she finally is able to say it. And it's this is really where they start to explore the theme of this multiverse and like, you know, nihilism versus optimism theme and, and like introduce it. And she finally says, like, I love you to um, Jamie Lee Curtis, right as like the nose of the, her, her knee is coming into contact with Evelyn's face. She jumps, she gets these fucking badass martial arts powers from another universe where she's a, a kung fu star, um, which then kind of hinted and made a, a joke at Kill Bill, which is an, another one of my favorite movies. Um, uh, and then the, to cap it all off, which is why it's my favorite scene, she flings and like, uh, you know, redirects Jamie Lee Curtis and the stunt actor rolls down the fucking stairs and her and you just get this wonderful shot of her head plowing through the fucking drywall and like and falling limp in this goofy ass position and it's just such a contrast of like the theme uh, an important like philosophical theme of the movie this weird sci-fi beautiful cinematography great timing and music and then just like comedy with nothing but the pose of the character and i fucking love it man if you haven't seen that movie go see that movie short round that's his fucking name i got it Who? yes god the husband's name um wayman wayman uh is short uh round in indiana jones i totally fucking uh okay yes okay so that's short- it's not a hobby shut up bro <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry, but it is a fun fact because he was um, casted in Hollywood and Indiana Jones, and then the only thing that he can get were these very racist, kind of like stereotypical roles. So he decided mm-hmm. to be a stuntman, and now this is his first role back in Hollywood. Really? Yes. Well, I love all of them. I love the movie. Yeah. This has been It's Not a Hobby, little popcorn snacks. Um, Boop-a-doop-a-doop. Boop-a-doop-a-doop. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.